The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. We're a series right now called Sync, and we've been talking for the last several weeks about how to how to sync up with God in a more real way, how to sync up with him relationally so that we can connect with him and have the kind of life he's called us to have so that we can be led by him in our life so we can follow him and, and, and experience the kind of life that he's called us to experience. We talked in the first week about knowing God. You know, it's important. There's a difference between learning about somebody and knowing somebody and how God wants us to know him. He wants to have a real relationship with us. He didn't die on the cross so that we could have religion. He died on the cross so that we could step into a real relationship with him. And then last week we talked about how part of that relationship is that he sees you, Jesus sees you as a friend. And friends talk to each other, right? You talk to your friends. And and God wants to talk to you. Jesus wants to talk to you. He wants you to hear his voice in this world and, and be led by his voice and be able to communicate with him and know that he's with you in his life. So today I want to talk to you about some some hearing aids. Uh, and, and actually today and this next week, we're going to talk about some hearing aids, some things that we can do uh, in our life to help us to better hear the voice of God, which kind of reminds me of this, this story I heard one time about this guy whose wife was losing her hearing. And so this guy, he went to his wife and he talked to her about it. He said, hey, you know, you're losing your hearing. I think you have a hearing problem. And his wife just would have none of it. She didn't want to listen to him. She, she didn't believe him. And so he decided to kind of do a little experiment. Now, these guys were older. Their kids were gone. It was just these two. And, uh, and, and so he had come, he'd gone to work one day, and he was coming home from work, and he decided to try this little thing on her. So he, he opens the front door, and just in a normal kind of tone of voice, he just kind of says into the house, Honey, I'm home. What's for dinner tonight? And he hears nothing. So normally his wife is in the kitchen getting dinner ready, So he walks a little bit further into the house, steps into the living room, and once again says in a normal tone of voice, honey, I'm home, what's for dinner tonight? Nothing, still not a sound. So he walks a little bit closer to the kitchen, actually walks into the kitchen, stands in the doorway of the kitchen, and sure enough, there's his wife standing at the the sink doing the dishes, doing her thing with her back to him. She doesn't see him, and so he says again, honey, I'm home, what's for dinner tonight? Still nothing. So he walks up right behind her. I mean, he's standing just inches behind her and says to her, honey, I'm home. What's for dinner tonight? At which point she spins around, looks at him and says, for the fourth time, we're having spaghetti. (laughs) Now here's the point of the story. Maybe the hearing problem is not, is on our end, right? Maybe the hearing issue is not on the other end. Maybe there's a hearing problem with us sometimes. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're not hearing the voice of God in your life, it's not because God is not talking. The, the issue is, are we listening? Are we really listening? Are we, are we positioning ourselves in our life in such a way that we can actually be able to hear what God is saying. Jeremiah 7, verse 13. This is a really interesting verse here. God is talking here, and look look at what he says. He says, while you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. So God's saying in this verse, I spoke again and again. I was talking, but you didn't listen. Why? Because you were doing all these things. And I wonder sometimes in our life if, if that's the problem. 
We get so caught up in, in the world and the, the life that we're living and all, all these things that we're, we're kind of, we've set ourselves up for failure in hearing the voice of God. We can't distinguish his voice from all the other voices in the world that are trying to speak to us. So today I want to help you with that. I want to help you to, to hear the voice of God. Now, in order to do that, first of all, you need to understand something. I want to go a little bit deeper into John 10 that we talked about last week and help you to understand this, okay? If you're taking notes, you can write this down. God wants you to know his voice. God wants you to know his voice. Remember in week one, we talked about there's a difference between knowing, learning about somebody and knowing somebody. And there's actually a difference between hearing a voice and knowing a voice, Okay, so John chapter 10, in that, in that verse we read last week, Jesus tells us this story. He kind of gives us this analogy of this shepherd and these sheep. And he talks about how these sheep, which is a, which is a picture of me and you, we're followers of Jesus. The sheep follow uh, the shepherd, and that's us. We're Christians. We're following Jesus. He talks about how these sheep hear his voice, and these sheep know his voice. And in the story, he talks about this, this sheepfold. Now, this is important. I think this will help you to, to understand this a little bit better if you understand this sheepfold thing here, okay? So, so in, in Israel, Israel is totally different landscape than what we are used to here in, in Oklahoma. In, in Israel, uh, they don't just have these big plots of land where you can just you know, stick your sheep out there and they can just graze and just go for it. There, you have to, a shepherd has to lead the sheep. He has to lead them to green pastures. He has to lead them beside still waters, which the Bible talks about God being that in our life in Psalms 23. So the shepherd has to do that. Also with sheep, uh, sheep have to be protected. You know, out here, you'll, you'll drive by a pasture and you'll see a bunch of cows or a bunch of horses just out there grazing land. Well, horses and cows are, are bigger animals. They can defend themselves a little bit better. And also we don't have the predators like they do in, in Israel. And so these sheep had to be watched over. They had to be protected. They had to be led. But at night, they would do something with these sheep. The shepherd would take the sheep, they would take their flock of sheep, and they would take them to this place called a sheepfold. And a sheepfold was like a giant corral. And there might be four, five, six different shepherds that would all take their, their flocks of sheep to this corral. And so they'd take them there and they'd put them into the corral. And the purpose of this was to put them all in one place so that then one shepherd could watch over all the different flocks and that it would give them a chance to rotate and rest from time to time. And so one of them would stay all night and continue to keep watch to make sure nothing got into the corral. But think about it. When these these flocks of sheep went into this corral, they all intermingle together. And these are sheep, right? This isn't like a horse, you know, that can have some distinguishing marks. I used to work with horses as a kid, and you can have all sorts of different colors of horses, different blazes on their noses, socks that they have, uh, bays and palominos and roans and different manes. I mean, you can distinguish different horses from each other. But sheep, blackface, wool, sheep, bah, that's kind of, it is what it is. And so once these sheep go into the corral, how do you figure out which sheep is which? Well, here's what would happen. The shepherd would come the next day and he would come to the gate of the sheepfold and he would let out his call and he would make a sound. He would let his voice be heard and it it was amazing and it still happens to this day. The sheep will hear the voice of their shepherd and they will begin to, to leave the rest of that huge flock to be a part of their flock and follow their shepherd. Why? Because they know their shepherd's voice and they know that their shepherd is gonna lead them to good places. And so they leave that big flock to be a part of the flock that he has called them to. Now with that in mind, let's look back at John 10, verse three. 
Jesus, talking about himself being the good shepherd, says this. The sheep hear his voice, his voice being the voice of the good shepherd. And he calls his, his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, I want you to notice something. He says, I call them by name. He doesn't just call them as a flock. He calls them individually. He sees you and calls you individually. Verse 4. And when he brings out his own sheep, he's talking about the sheepfold here. He, go, he, he goes before them, and look at this, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Here's what I want you to see here today. God doesn't want you to just hear his voice. God wants you to know his voice, to be able to, to distinguish his voice in this world from all the other voices that may be trying to speak to you. It, it's interesting, that word, that word voice in that verse there where it says know his voice, that word voice uh, means is the Greek word phone. And it's where we get the word you know, phone, we talk on the phone. And it means, it means a, a tone, a sound, or a spoken word. And here's what I want you to see. God wants you to recognize his spoken word, his tone, his sound. He wants you to distinguish that from all the other sounds in this world. Now, uh, my wife is here today. You, you saw her earlier. We've been married for 13 and a half years. And before that, uh, we dated for a couple of years before that. So I've known Sarah for 15 plus years, maybe even more. And in that time, uh, we have talked pretty much on a daily basis every day. Uh, There's maybe been a handful of days that we just did not get to talk at all in that whole time. And so we talked all the time. And because we talk so much, I know her voice. When Sarah calls me, I I can recognize her voice uh, immediately. I don't have to, she never calls me and I'm like, who is this? I know who it is. In fact, there's been times before when she's called me and said, hey, it's Sarah. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Josh. It's, it's almost a joke with us. Like, I don't, need to, I don't need her to introduce herself to me because I know her voice and I can recognize her voice with one word. We, we've gotten that familiar with each other's voices. And that's the kind of relationship God wants you to have with him where you can recognize his voice, where he can just say one word to you and you know It's him talking. You recognize his tone. You hear his spoken voice in your life in such a way that you can follow him and be led by him. He wants you to experience that in your life. So how do we get there? How do we get there? Well, let me, let me help you understand this a little bit better today. Let's, let's get into some hearing aids. And I think the first hearing aid that you need to, you need to have this morning is really an understanding of how this works. I think there's a couple questions we need to tackle right off the bat. Number one is this, and probably a lot of you have wondered this. What does the voice of God sound like? Anybody ever wondered that before, what the voice of God sounds like? You don't, okay, okay, you can raise your hand if you want, if you're a little, what does the voice of God sound like? And then there's a second question that maybe you've never wondered before, but let me just tell you, the second question has a lot to do with the first question. And the second question is this, where does God speak? How do we In other words, how do we hear him? How how does his voice come to us when we hear his voice? How how does this work? I remember when I first started this practice of of trying to hear the voice of God and and learning how to recognize his voice in my life, I had all sorts of thoughts of what the voice of God might be. Uh, I grew up in church. I'd heard all these Bible stories, you know, of, of God showing up on a mountain and speaking and the mountain shook and, you know, people were like blown away by the power of his voice and, and bushes catch on fire, but they don't catch on fire. And like, so I had these impressions of like, okay, God's voice is going to be maybe this like booming, powerful, earth shaking voice, you know, like, like Morgan Freeman speaking to me kind of voice in my, that I'm going to hear. And that, but I'd also read in the Bible, it talked about this 
this idea of a still, small voice. And so I thought, well, man, maybe God, you know, maybe he talks to us in like a whisper. And like kind of feel the dream stuff. If you build it, he will come, right? So what does God sound like? Does he have an accent? Does he like English, you know? Does he say these and thou's? Like, what's this deal with how, how do we, how does God talk? And beyond that too, there, there's also this, this question I had of like, how do I hear him? Like, where does he, he talk to me? And to be honest with you, I was listening at first with the wrong ears. I was trying to hear God like I hear all the other sounds that I, that I deal with in my life through my ears, through my physical senses. But listen, it doesn't work that way with God. And here's why. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. If you're taking notes, write that down. God is a spirit. That's important for you to understand. God is a spirit. The Bible is a spiritual book. It's written by God who is a spirit. It was authored by the Holy Spirit. And it's for spiritual people. God is a spirit. So when he talks to us, sometimes we're listening with the wrong ears. We're listening out here trying to hear some exterior sound when really most of the time when God speaks to us, he speaks to us as a spirit, spirit to spirit. Let me show you this. This is John four twenty four. It says this, it says, for God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God is a spirit and, and we are a spirit. Me and you are a spirit. We are made in the image of God. God is, is, is three things, okay? We, we, we learn this in scripture. God is, is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he's three, there's three separate things, but they function as one in this thing called the Godhead, okay? Now, in the same way that God is three things in one, me and you are the same thing. We are three things made up into one person, you have a spirit. That's the eternal part of you. The part of you that when you get born again, it becomes alive in Jesus Christ. That's the real you. You have a soul. Your soul is your, your mind, your will, and your emotions. The soul part of you is the part that we have to work on in this world. When we get saved, God makes our spirit new, and then we have to renew, renew, we do that, our, our soul. And then we have a body. That body is this, this exterior thing. And, and oftentimes we think like, that's the real us, but the real you is the spirit inside of you. That's the part that, that is alive in Jesus. That's the part of you that's made perfect through Jesus. And listen, that's the part of you that God speaks to. When he speaks to you, spirit to spirit, it, it's on the inside. Now, there, there's times that people can, can hear the audible voice of God. I know that's happened to people before, uh, but I'll, I'll just say this. It's kind of like hand sanitizer. 99.9% of the time, <laughs> It ain't gonna happen that way. It's never happened to me that way. I've only met a few people in my life that have had that happen to them and it's very rare and it's not, nor it's not necessarily the norm. And I even wonder if sometimes when people hear what they think is exterior, if they really are hearing it from the exterior or if they're just interpreted that way. There's, there's a story where Paul hears the voice of God talking to him and, and he hears it as an exterior sound but he's the only one. He's got other people with him and none of the other people hear it. So I believe God speaks to our spirit when he speaks to us. Now, let me, let me show you this in scripture, okay? You guys track it with me this morning? I know I'm getting kind of deep with some stuff, but this is important. This will help you today, okay? So, so stay with me. John 16, verse 13, Jesus said this. But when he, the spirit of truth comes. Now, stop right there. Who is the spirit of truth? Well, that word spirit there is the Greek word pneuma, and that's the holy Spirit. So Jesus is talking about this, this Holy Spirit that's going to come and be a part of your life. Look at what it says. 
It says, he will guide you into all the truth. That's good news right there. He will not, look at this, speak. Notice it says he speaks. God's speaking. God's talking. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. Now, what does that mean? Okay, so what, what it's talking about here is that the Holy Spirit isn't just doing his own thing. He's not just saying whatever he wants to. He doesn't have his own agenda. When it says he speaks only what he hears here, it's ta- it says he's speaking only what he hears from God. So what he says to you is the same thing that God's going to say to you. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God are all unified in what they say. Jesus said this in, in John chapter 12, verse 40, 49. He said, I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. So Jesus said, listen, when you hear me, you see and you hear God. That's what you're seeing. That's what you're hearing. And that's what he says that the Holy Spirit does too. So if we hear from any one of those, we're hearing from God. They are unified in what they say. Now look at what it says here at the end. It says, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and about what it means to be filled with the Spirit and to be led by the Spirit of God. It's going to be really, really good. But let me just tell you, based on this verse alone, just know this. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you into all truth. <laughs> he wants to speak to you and he wants to tell you the future. Sounds kind of like a cool thing to have, right? I'm, we're going to talk more about that in, 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 the, in the upcoming weeks, but man, it's going to be good. But here's what I want you to see here. Let me, let me break this down for you a little bit. Casey, you got my slides ready? All right, put those up there for me. Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit are unified. They are one. Okay, what, it, what the Holy Spirit says is what God says. So when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life, who's the one that comes to live in you when you're filled with the Spirit, you're hearing God speaking to you. So the Holy Spirit, go to the next slide. He speaks to our born again spirit. That's how he talks to us. Let me show you this in the Bible. It's right here in Romans eight sixteen. It says the spirit himself, once again, that word spirit there is the word pneuma, talking about the Holy Spirit. It says the spirit himself testifies with our spirit. So he talks to your spirit. He, he doesn't, notice he doesn't talk to your mind. He doesn't talk mouth to ear. He doesn't even talk mind to mind. He talks spirit to spirit. So here's how this works. Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to our born-again spirit, and then our born-again spirit, go to the next slide, speaks to our soul. That speaks to, that's where we, we interpret this with our mind, our will, and our emotions. So God, the Holy Spirit, speaks to your spirit, and then your spirit speaks to your mind. And so when you hear this, understand this. That's why it sounds like you. That's why it sounds like your thoughts. Because listen, it is you. It's you interpreting what the Holy Spirit just said. It's not your thoughts, it's God's thoughts. It's Holy Spirit-inspired thoughts coming to you through your spirit to, to your mind. But it's not coming from you, it's coming from the Holy Spirit. It's coming from God. So what does God sound like? He sounds like you. He sounds like your thoughts. He doesn't sound like Morgan Freeman. He doesn't sound like Anthony Hopkins. He doesn't say these and those. He sounds like you. And that was what confused me at the beginning. I'd get these thoughts from the Lord and I'd think, That's, is that just me or is that? But it was, it, was, it was God speaking to me. There was something inside that would go, no, this isn't you. And that's kind of how it starts with us. So he speaks to us and it sounds like us and he speaks not here. We're not listening here. We're listening in here. We hear it in here. It's confirmed in here. And listen, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, when God speaks to you, if it's coming from God, there's peace attached to it. 
There's love attached to it. God's not going to come to you and say, hey, you're an idiot. That's not how God works. He, he can't do that. God is love. He, not, he, is, he can love you. It doesn't say that. He is love. So he's gonna, when he comes to you, if he's going to speak anything to you, it's going to come to you with love. He's going he's to speak love into your life. So now you're sitting there and you're going, okay, that's great news, but here's my problem. How do I know if it's me or God, right? I mean, if it sounds like me, how do I learn to distinguish the difference between me talking, me getting these thoughts, and if it's a God thought, or if it's from the devil, or if it's from, you know, the cheeseburger I had last night, how do I know? Well, you can know. Remember, we talked earlier, the sheep hear his voice and they know his voice. How do you learn to know his voice? Here's how you do it. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Let me show you this. Hebrews 5.14 says this. But solid food is for the mature. So, so Paul's talking here about how we mature in the things of God. That, that we talked about this a few weeks ago. That, that communication is something that has to be matured in our life. That just like a baby is born and they have the ability to speak and communicate, but they have to learn how to do it, right? They, they don't come out of the womb speaking. Thank God. They probably have some weird stories to tell. But they learn to do that. They, they have the ears and the brains and the vocal cords to be able to learn how to speak. But then they learn how to speak and they're not mature in their speaking, are they? They have to mature in that. They have to grow. They have to learn how to speak, when to speak, what should they say, what should they not say. They have to mature in those things. It, the same applies to us spiritually. We mature in, in hearing the voice of God. And how do we do that? Well, look at what it says here next. It says, but solid food is for the mature who, look at this, look at how they do it, by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. How do they train themselves to distinguish good from evil? By constant use, by constantly being in this relationship with God, by being connected to God, by hearing God, by practicing relationship with God, by putting forth effort to be connected with God. And the more effort they put forth, the more they're able to connect with him and hear what he has to say. Listen, when I say this, I'm not saying this to say you're not doing enough for God. I'm saying you can have more of God through connection and relationship. God wants to give you more of a relationship with him by constant use. And, and one of the great hearing aids that we have that we can mature in our life is when we take the time to, to practice consistent relationship with the Lord. Now think back to, to me talking about Sarah earlier and how I got to know her voice. One of the ways I got to know her voice was through consistent relationship with her, correct? As time progressed, the more I talked to her, the more I would hear her. We, the more I learn to know her voice and recognize her voice. There's, there's people in this room that I've gotten to know you over the last year and a half or so. And when you call me, we've, we've developed that kind of relationship now where I can hear your voice immediately and I know that it's you. How did I get there? It's through relationship. It's through interactions that we have constantly connecting. The more, the more I connect with you, the more I get to know your voice. And the, and the same is true with God. As we spend time with God, as we spend time in our relationship with him, we grow in our familiarity with his voice. We grow in our ability to recognize his voice, to recognize his tone, to recognize what he's saying and how he's saying it so we can know it's him above all the other voices in this world. So we can distinguish that it's, it's actually God talking to us. It's not the enemy talking to us. It's not the world talking to us. These are words that are coming from the voice of God to us. So how do we do that? 
Well, let's get real practical. In fact, today I'm going to start this and then next week I'm going to give you five points, real practical points to help you to grow in this. But the first step you need to take in this is, is this today. Step one is set an appointment. Set an appointment. If you want to hear the voice of God, you have to set an appointment with God. And again, I, I'm talking about relationships today. So I want you to see this. So I keep talking about me and Sarah and how we met and how we got to know each other. I remember when we were first starting off, I used to set these appointments with her. We called them dates. That's what a date is, right? You really think about it. You're setting an appointment to meet with somebody so that you can get to know them better. That's what we're doing. And so I would set these appointments with her. I would call her up and I'd say, I'm gonna pick you up on Friday and we're gonna go out to dinner. And then we're gonna go, you know, do something. Maybe go play putt-putt golf or go see a movie or whatever it's gonna be. I would set this appointment. And then because I valued her, I valued getting to know her, I valued having her in my life, I would go to that appointment. (laughs) I wouldn't miss it. I never stood up Sarah one time and she never stood me up because we valued each other. We valued each other's voices. Now, I'm sure everyone in here, you have lots of set appointments in your life. Some that are probably weekly, some that are maybe monthly, some that are maybe every six months, like the dentist or whatever. But we have these appointments in our life that we set and we value what those appointments are for, so we attend those appointments. And I have lots of appointments like that. And I have some appointments in my life that I've created for things that I value that that are maybe a little different sometimes. Like, for example, uh, me and Sarah have an appointment every week, a set appointment. On Friday, uh, after we take our kids to school, we have breakfast together. And it's pretty much just, just me and her. And we sit down and we have this appointment together where we just talk and we just hang out. And we just, you know, we, we share what, what we've been studying in the word of God. And we just spend some time together. And it's awesome. And it's not just awesome because my kids are gone. <laughs> it, it's awesome because in that moment, I get her all to myself. And she gets me all to herself. And we can connect in a deeper way in that time. And it's life-giving for me. She'll, she'll tell me things that just help me so much. It's awesome. I love it. And I value that. So I set an appointment for that and I make sure that we meet that appointment every week. We we rarely let anything disrupt that appointment. I have an appointment with my kids every week. Uh, Every Wednesday, my kids have a late start at school. And so I take one of my kids out to breakfast every Wednesday morning, just dad and one, one of my kids time. And man, it's so awesome. There's something about pulling your kids out of the rest of the herd and getting them alone where you, you get to see things in them that is so, so amazing. They get, I get to see parts of their heart. I get to see them open up in different ways. I get to speak things into them individually and they can hear it and they can receive it. And it's just, it's awesome. I value my kids. So I set that appointment and I, I don't miss that appointment. I do it every, all the time. Every day I have an appointment uh, at 6.30 a.m. I go to the gym I value living a long life. I want to be here to see grandkids someday. I want to be healthy. I don't want to, you know, look bad. So I I go to the gym and I work out because I value being healthy. And I don't miss that appointment for the most part, unless I'm injured pretty much. But I, I, I make that appointment because I value that. Here's what I'm getting at. What we value, we set appointments for. You know, I, I, I've never made an appointment in my life, or I've never, I've missed, I'll say it this way. I've missed every date that me and Sarah did not set an appointment for. Every one of them I didn't make. Why? Because I didn't set an appointment. In fact, uh, beginning of this year, you know how the, the new year rolls around and you kind of stop and you, 
you decide to kind of look at what you're going to do better. I remember last year, at the end of the year, we were looking at our schedule and kind of how our life was going in November, December, and we discovered that we hadn't really been going on dates like we used to. We, we like to go on dates at, at least once a month, every month, just me and her, get away from the kids and just be together. It's life-giving for us. And it's, man, if you're not doing that, if you're married, you've got a spouse, you need to date your spouse. It's, it's such a great thing to do. But we had kind of discovered we, we were slipping out of that. And so... Uh, we, we sat down and we said, okay, we, we need to fix this. So we got these calendars and we, we put them down and we said, okay, what are, how are we going to change this? And we started setting appointments. We set on our calendar an appointment for us to go on a date together. We set some appointments to do special things with our kids. We have a thing called Friday Family Fun Night in the Blunt Home where every Friday it's time to spend with the family. And these things are in the calendar. And listen, we will rarely let anything take away from those things. It is a set appointment and we're not going to miss that appointment. We set these appointments and we value them, so we go to them. Now, here's what I want you to see. Do you value the voice of God like you should? Do you value it enough that you're willing to set an appointment and say, I'm not going to miss that appointment? There's a story in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, and if you've never read this story before, I want to encourage you, go back and read this story. If I'm ever talking about a story here at New Song and you're like, man, I don't know what that story, I don't know that. Go read it for yourself. It's really good for you to read it. But this story, I'm not gonna give you all the details of it, but I'll tell you this. In this story, there's this kid named Samuel and this guy named Eli. And Samuel is, uh, is working with Eli and he keeps having, he, he's laying down at, at, at night to sleep and he keeps hearing somebody calling his name. And so he keeps going into the other room where Eli is and asking Eli, you know, is, uh, what do you need for me, basically? And Eli's like, I'm not calling you, so go back to bed, which I'm sure, you know, if you've ever been there before as a parent, your kids keep coming in, it's like, get out of here, right? And so finally, after the third time, uh, Eli realizes that something's going on here. He says, hey, next time this happens, say, speak, Lord, for your servant heareth, because he realizes that maybe God is trying to talk to Samuel. And so Samuel lays back down, he hears it again, and he says, speak, Lord, for your servant heareth, and God starts speaking to him and talking to him. But the beginning of the story, uh, in, in 1 Samuel 3, verse 1, we, we kind of get this glimpse into the, the voice of God and, and how valuable it is in our life. Look at this. It says this in verse 1 of 1 Samuel 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Now when we read that word rare there, we think of it as in terms of limited supply. But really, when it says rare, it means valuable. It's rare in the sense that like gold is rare. Diamonds are rare. Pearls are rare. That, that's what that actually means there. And, and so what, what, what it's telling us is that this, this voice of God speaking to us in our life is a valuable, precious thing. And I would venture to guess that most of you, if I asked you that, said, hey, do you, do you think the voice of God is important in your life? Do you think that's valuable? I bet every one of you in here would say, absolutely. So do you value it enough to set an appointment to hear it? That's kind of the next question. Here, here's another way of saying that. What does your quiet time look like with God? Now, I know there's some of you right now and you're probably going, like I'm feeling kind of bad right now because my quiet time, I know it's not what it should be. That's not what I'm, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm really not. I'm guessing this today. If you don't have like consistent quiet time, it's probably just because you haven't set an appointment. And, and I've, I struggled with quiet time for years until I set an appointment. And I said, I'm, I'm gonna set an appointment and I'm not gonna miss it. I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure 
I make that appointment. And and here's why we set the appointment. Because listen, this isn't about reading to read. This isn't about, you know, if we don't do this, God's gonna be disappointed with me or I'm not gonna be really the kind of Christian I need to be. That's not what it's about. This is about connecting with God relationally. God wants to connect with you. Did you know that? Every day, God wants to talk to you. He wants to be a part of your life. He wants to speak to you. He wants to reveal things to you. He wants to be there for you because he loves you. This is about relationship. And, and, and the greatest being in, in the world wants to connect with you every day. And we can connect with him. God, listen, you're not waiting on God. Some of you need to hear that today. You're not waiting on God. If any, God's waiting on you. Do you value his voice enough to say, God, I'm, I'm gonna connect with you. I'm gonna make every effort that I can to connect with you and hear you. God wants to talk to you more than you wanna hear him. I promise you today. If you wanna hear him, you need to set an appointment. I'm gonna invite the band to come up at this time and kind of close this out. Um, a few years ago, I was at Gateway Church and uh, I was kind of in a season at Gateway where I was a little... I was a little frustrated, to be honest with you. I'd been there for about a year. And there's just a lot of things going on at that time that were just kind of aggravating. The campus that I was a part of was having a lot of changes. And we were, we were working through a lot of growing pains as a church. Uh, Gateway's a, you know, a big church, multiple campuses. And there's just some communication breakdown and things like that that were taking place at this time. And I found myself in this place of just kind of feeling like, Am I, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And so I go before God in my quiet time and I'm just kind of telling God about the situation, you know? God, what's going on here? I'm just kind of frustrated. I'm a little aggravated about this. And am I still supposed to be here, Lord? Do you want me to be here? Is this where you call me to be? And I listen and I had a sense in me that I was supposed to stay, but I didn't really get any kind of like real word at that time. And so I, I, you know, prayed and finished up my quiet time and then I decided to go on a run. So I went out in my garage, I got my, my iPod, I got my little sleeve thing on, you know, got some music going, and, and I went off on, on a run. I, I took off running. Now, understand this, I've like, quiet time is over, <laughs> and I've kind of moved into running mode now. Like, I'm not listening to, you know, shout to the Lord as I'm running here. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to, like, music that gets me motivated to run and, and move and you know, it's playing loud in my ears. And so I'm running along about five minutes into my run. All of a sudden I hear God speak to me. And I mean, it was, it was strong. And when I say I hear God, it wasn't through these, you know, these were hearing like the bass drop thing going on. Right. It was, it was in here. And I heard God speak to me. And I mean, I was running along when I heard, it was like, I took my earbuds out and I literally said out loud, if, if you would have been around me, you thought I was crazy, but I said, no. And here's what I heard. I heard God say this to me. He said, you're gonna work with Preston. Now you're sitting here right now and you're going, what does that mean? Well, here's what it meant. There was a guy at Gateway Church named Preston that I knew. And he was at a completely different campus than me. And he was a young adults pastor at that time at, at Gateway Church. But I also knew about this guy that he was gonna be planning a church in Scottsdale, Arizona in about a year and a half. So when I heard this that day, uh, I, I had no idea what that meant. I thought, okay, so does that mean I'm supposed to go work with him and, and the co- with the college students? Does that mean I'm supposed to go to Arizona and be a part of what he's doing there? I had no idea, but I, I knew 
that it was God speaking to me. I, I'd, been, I'd, I'd practiced enough of hearing the voice of God that I, I recognized it. So I, I walked home. I kind of prayed on my way home. Walked into the house. Sarah was in the kitchen with the kids doing breakfast. And I walked in there and I said, hey, hon, I think, I'm pretty sure I just heard God. And he said that we're supposed to work with Preston. And I don't know what this means, but you know, we, need to, we need to probably pray about this. And so we, we made a plan. We, we, Monday night is our prayer night together. So we were gonna get together on Monday night and spend some time praying about it. We didn't do anything that day other than just kind of be like, you know, both of us going, okay, here we go. And so Saturday rolls around and we have church on Saturday. Sunday rolls around, we have church on Sunday. Monday rolls around, I'm back at the office. And at, at our office on Monday morning, we had a meeting first thing in the morning. And so I'm going into this meeting where we normally, you know, talk about the weekend, talk about what went good, what went bad, kind of give praise reports and just kind of debrief for the weekend. When I walk into the room, I open the door and one of the executive pastors at Gateway is there along with Preston. And I'm walking in this meeting and I'm just kind of looking around wondering what we're, because I know we're going to find out something here. And the executive pastor starts talking. He says, you know, I know there's been a lot of frustration at this campus with communication and with just the way things have been going and, and we wanna help out with that. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, Preston is gonna come to this campus and he's gonna be the new campus pastor at this, at this campus. I'm, I'm sitting there just going, what? Like, you know, like I, 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 already, I heard on Friday. God told me on Friday. I'm texting Sarah like, you're not gonna believe this. Like, this is nuts, and, he, and here's the thing, I was excited in that moment for a couple of reasons. One, I knew I heard God. Two, I knew that this was gonna help me. And listen, it did. Him coming to that campus, all those things I was frustrated about, all those changes that were getting on my nerves, him coming fixed all those things. But beyond that, had God not spoken to me that day, that Friday, I would have probably gone on into that meeting and heard that and just thought, great, another change. But because I knew I heard from God, because God spoke to me, I was able to go into that with faith and excited. And it, it was a game changer for, for our church and for us. And here's what I want you to see. I heard God because I set an appointment. Had I not had my quiet time, had I not invited God into my situation, asked him to speak to me and spent that time with him, I don't think I would have heard God. See, God's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to show up. He wants to speak to you. He wants you to know his voice. He wants to help you in life. He wants to help lead you. He doesn't want you just, you know, flying by the seat of your pants trying to figure this thing out. He wants to help you. He wants to have a real relationship with you. He wants to speak with you. You can know the voice of God just like you know the voice of a close friend. You can learn to recognize the voice of God and know that it's him leading you. When he speaks to you, he doesn't speak to you out here. He speaks to you in here. And it sounds a lot of times just like your own little thoughts, but it's not your thoughts. They're thoughts from the spirit of God to your spirit. And a great way for you to start to hear those and recognize those is by setting an appointment. If you value the voice of God, you value it enough to say, God, I'm gonna spend time with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, spend, I'm gonna find time every day. I'm gonna wake up early. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend time at night. I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to make sure I make room for you in my life so that your voice can be heard in my life. Like I said, next week, we're gonna talk more practically, steps you can take to, to better hear the voice of God. But I want you to just do this right now. If you would, bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want you to just listen right now. Just, let's just practice this today. Let's, let's practice hearing what, God has to say. Here's a question we ask all the time here at New Song Church. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Why do we say that? Because the Holy Spirit's the one who talks to you. 
He's the one who speaks to you. What's he saying to you right now? And just take a moment and just listen. Maybe, maybe there's something in this, in this service today that's really standing out to you right now. There's something in your life that you feel like needs to change or that you could do better at or whatever. If, it, if, it's a, it's a, if it's a voice that feels peaceful, feels loving, listen, that's, that's the voice of God. It's not just you. That's, that's God wanting to speak to you. He wants to speak to you today. His sheep hear his voice and they know his voice. So Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you, Lord, that we don't just have to go at it alone. We serve a God who is so good, who wants to lead us, who wants to guide us, who wants to direct us, who calls us out and leads us to good things. You call us out to lead us to green pastures, to still waters, to places where we can be refreshed, where we can be, receive life, grow in strength, grow in power. That's who we serve today. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.